Welcome back. This is episode two of the Confessions of a Leader podcast, and I'm your host, C. Priscilla. Today, I'm going to tell you the story of how I went from being a customer service advisor to founding and running my first business. Now, I believe this is an important story to tell because I had never considered myself the type of person who was willing to take the risk of starting my own business. So that was until the moment when I actually stepped out and did it. So if you consider yourself not cut out for being an entrepreneur, you're in good company here with me. Because through this podcast, I will, among other things, I will share about the lessons I've learned through the years. But let's start with the story of how I ended up running my own recruitment business. So in 1996, I enrolled in university and I was going to be a teacher. Uh, I had studied my booty off to get the grades to go to the university of my choice. And halfway into the first year, I was in an internship for a month. It was a class of probably around 28 year olds. And I found myself figuring out really fast that this was not the path for me. And I eventually decided to drop out. I had no plan, no vision for my life other than that. And everything I had worked so hard for for the last few years was gone. So there I was feeling lost with no direction. And I went into a slight depression for having lost the vision of my life. And I took the odd jobs. I was a temp in kindergarten. I worked at a clothing store and I also worked uh, in a bar in the evening. And that's where I met my then-to-be husband. He was off to university in Oslo and I decided to go with him. So I got a job as a project coordinator for a local festival for young girls. And part of the job was managing a concert. And I had hired a girl band to come and sing at the event. And as I also am a singer, I sang a song. And a while later, they contacted me because they heard me sing at the event. And one of the three girls had left the group and they were short of a singer. So they were planning to record their second album in just a few weeks. And they offered me to join the group. I accepted. And I got to spend the summer in Stockholm recording the album at Dr. Records, which was Dr. Albin's studio. And Dr. Albin was a famous pop star. And it was a surreal experience spending my summer getting to know him and working with him in his studio. But isn't it funny what happens when you put three headstrong girls together in a small space for a whole month without somebody to help you with communication and getting along? It just went downhill from there. So the album was never released, but it was a valuable experience that taught me a lot about communication, about being flexible, and about sticking to my values. And the most important thing I learned was that the music industry was not my vocation either. So there I was. I still didn't have a vision for my life. And I went back to Oslo. I got a job waitressing at TGI Fridays uh, to earn money to pay for our wedding while my husband studied in England. But I loved waitressing. I loved serving people, giving them a great experience. And I competed with myself every day for being the best at what I did. And I earned more in tips than I did from the wages. And in Norway, the tip is not to be expected. 
We're paid in full by our employer and any tip is just an added bonus. But after we got married, I still had no vision for my life. And I joined my husband during his last semester in London and I got to spend our honeymoon discovering the city, the secret gardens, the beautiful old buildings, the museums, the busy streets. And I also did a lot of soul searching during my six months there. But I still didn't find a long-term vision for my career. So I set a new goal. I wanted to be a mother. And uh, all my time, effort, and focus went into becoming a mom. And in 2002, I had my first girl. And I loved being a stay-at-home mom. So when she was two years old, we had bought a bigger apartment and we needed the extra income. So at a previous Christmas party for my husband's work, I had met this wonderful woman and we really hit it off and got to know each other. And she worked for GE Money. And when I was ready to look for a new job, she said that I would be a great fit for GE. And she encouraged me to apply. I landed an interview, probably with her help behind the scenes, but I got the job. It was a customer service advisor position and it was perfect for me at that time. And I had another girl in 2006 and this was a job that allowed me to uh, be able to stay at home with the kids when they were sick without feeling bad that somebody had to cover me because we were so many people working in that department. And I loved working there. The working environment was wonderful and we had so much fun and I got to be on many projects across the organization and the CEO had heard me sing and he even brought me in to sing for the Nordic board when they visited. So GE Money was a place where I could be myself and use my many talents and it was a great place to work. It was perfect until my mission of having babies was completed and something in me started to stir up. And when I was pregnant with number three, I started getting restless and I felt like there was more on the inside of me than I was able to use. And uh, I still had no university degree, so I really didn't see what else I could do in the company. But then I was offered to participate in a uh, coaching program at the bank. And that set fire to my desires and dreams. Uh, there were dreams in me that I didn't even know I had. So I still didn't know what I was meant to do, but I knew that I had more on the inside of me. So I started experiencing that the job uh, that had previously felt like freedom, the freedom to raise my kids, the freedom to be able to be home when they were sick, and all of that just turned into feeling like a prison. So it started feeling like Groundhog Day. I had this route that I walked every day when I went into work and I used to pass one of the hotels in the city where they had these large windows along the pavement. And I would see the reflection of myself every day when I walked past it and it suddenly dawned on me that I felt like, wasn't I just here? It just felt like a moment ago since I passed. And every day started feeling like a Friday or a Monday and it was meaningless. So I knew I had to do something about that. And after I had my last baby, uh, we get one year paid leave. I know, we're lucky. 
Uh, but I decided to take another year with unpaid leave on top of that so that I could both stay home with my daughter until she was a little older. And I also needed that time to reflect on what I wanted to do with my life. I needed to find an extra source of income. And one evening I was at a birthday party and I met this wonderful woman and we got on really well. And she told me this, uh, she told me about this network marketing company that she was working for. And they were selling scented candles. And my immediate reaction was, oh, I don't know how you can do that. Because I'm the kind of person who hurries through the scented candle department at Ikea. And uh, she said, no, this is different. These are really nice. Um, And she invited me home to her house. And I decided to go just because I liked her. She was fun to be around. And I just wanted to spend some time with her. But when I came in the hallway, I was greeted with her welcoming smile and a smell so fresh that I had to ask her what it was. She told me it was a scented product from her business and she took me on a tour of the house and every room had a different smell, but it smelled equally fresh and wonderful. And I said to her, you know what? This I can sell. And that was a defining moment in my life that would change the way I viewed myself from then on. I went into it with no other expectations than to earn a little money and to get out of the house a couple of evenings a week. But on my first night out selling candles, I sold double the national average and I found myself enjoying it. And my sales kept rising. And not long after that, the national sales manager had noticed me and she flew over from Oslo to talk to me about building my own unit and making a career within this industry. Now, this was all so new to me and everything she said just went over my head. And when she started talking about recruiting so that I could build my team, I said, I can't do that. I've never recruited in my life. I don't know how to do that. But she was so adamant. She believed in my ability to recruit and to build this into a business so she wouldn't take no for an answer. And that night she challenged me to recruit somebody I knew while she was there. And I mustered up the courage and managed to recruit one of my best friends. And that gave me the confidence I needed to keep putting the offers out there when I was out at parties. I would invite people to join me or to hear more about what it was like to be a consultant. And it turned out I was equally as good at recruitment as I was with sales. So that year, I discovered the potential that was in me because I topped every chart from the national to the Scandinavian to the European and I got to travel the world as a reward. So in little over a year, I got to take my husband to Dubai for a week. We stayed in a five-star hotel in a tower with our own butler. And I also got to travel to Amsterdam, Stockholm, and to Heidelberg in Germany for a photo shoot. So being number one in Norway, I got to be the back cover star for the fall catalog. And I was photographed by a famous German fashion photographer. And a private chauffeur picked me up at the airport and drove me to a five-star hotel. And we had dinner in a hotel where Mark Twain had stayed. And it was a surreal experience. 
just a little over a year before, I was just the customer service advisor with no degree or vision for my life. And here I was living and treated like royalty. It was a fast ride, but it showed me the potential on the inside of me that was there to be developed. So I kept on building my unit and I was enjoying myself. I was growing in confidence and I saw that I was successful with building and leading my team. And uh, looking back, I think the reason why I and my team did so well was that nobody quit. Uh, In network marketing, there is usually a high turnover, but my consultants, they didn't quit and they kept active and selling. And the reason they didn't quit was because they enjoyed the community that we had. And I never put any pressure on anyone to do more, to be more than they were willing to and wanted. Uh, But I kept encouraging them to believe in themselves and to go out there and do what they wanted to do with confidence. And then later on, I was approached by my husband's cousin, who was a partner in a small management for hire company. And they were looking to branch out into recruitment within the oil industry. And he'd heard about my success and offered me to be part of the team. I was surprised they considered me. And again, I said, you know what? I'm not qualified for that. I've never worked with recruitment in the business world. And I don't know how to do that. But then he responded, with, and I'll never forget this, he said, no, but you've done something even more difficult. You recruited women who were just visiting a friend, buying some candles, uh, who were already in a job, they had families, and you convinced them to spend their free time going out in the evening selling candles. And when he put it like that, I knew he was right, because in Norway, your free time is precious, and few people work after Uh, hours and taking on a second job is not something that Norwegians typically do. So I concluded with him having a good point and I accepted the position and then I started working for them and we were five people in the office and he was the only male and he wasn't there most of the time because he was stationed out working for a client. And the environment in the office got toxic really fast. And I realized I couldn't see myself working there long term. But I enjoyed the tasks. And I also saw that this was an opportunity to see what I was made of. I didn't just want to run when things got bad. But I wanted to see if I could turn it around. So to calm the stress on the inside, I gave myself six months. And at the end of six months, I would see where I was at. uh, And I would make a decision on what I was going to do. So I put my head down, I dug my heels in, and I started working and focusing on my task. And I focused on my candidates and I did good. I got new clients. I did some really great matches and I enjoyed myself and I enjoyed seeing that I had the ability to learn new things and to excel and grow even when things weren't healthy. So six months later, it was evaluation time and things had turned around in the office 
and I was enjoying myself, um, but I also knew that I wasn't being myself 100%. I wasn't uh, emotionally involved with the people I worked with, and too much had happened for me to let my guard down. So I gave my notice, and they begged me to reconsider telling me I was the greatest talent they had seen in the recruitment industry the last 15 years. And part of me had longed for that praise, and part of me was sad I had to give my notice to get to hear it. But I had made my decision. And since I didn't have a plan B, and I didn't know what I was going to do at that moment, I was thinking about going back to GE and asking them if I could have my job back. I also uh, thought about rebuilding the network marketing business I had kept as a side hustle, but something in me had shifted and I felt like I was ready for something else. And then my husband said, "Uh, why don't you start a recruitment business? You could do this better yourself and you could do it the way you want to do it. But again, imposter syndrome came over me and I said, I don't know anything about running my own business. I don't know anything about finances. I've never done that and I hate it. And then he said, well, for the finances, you can hire someone to do that. And you, the rest, you've proven that you can do. I got some time to think about it and then I decided why not try. If that had happened a year or a year and a half before, I don't think I would have had the confidence in myself to throw caution at the wind and try. Uh, But it went really well and I got to do it my way. And I had a vision for what I wanted this business to look like and how we were going to help people. And I found this wonderful office space in an old house in a commercial area just five minutes away from where we lived. And it was under reconstruction and the landlord rebuilt it to match my vision. So when people came in, it was like entering an apartment and they came into the living room and everyone who ever walked through the door made the same comment. Wow, this is just like coming home. And we had the interviews that we called conversations in what was decorated as a kitchen. And we sat around the dining table and people just relaxed when they sat down. They just opened up and showed us who they were. So this created the opportunity for us to get to know them in a very short amount of time and we could also see uh, where they would fit in and where they wouldn't want to work. So I got to do it my way and that allowed me to see the person for who they were and I could listen to their stories, embracing their vulnerability of being in transition between two jobs. And I could hold space for them and rebuild hope and expectations for what was ahead. So following my heart, doing what I felt was right, paid off. We didn't spend any money on marketing. We didn't have to because people were telling people and they were recommending other wonderful people. And we had leaders and business owners that we were doing hiring for, and they came to us with their spouses and asked if we can help them. And we were just talking to people, seeing them and treating them the way that anyone wants to be treated when they're in a vulnerable place. So what felt natural uh, was also what made the success. 
And I remember so many times sitting in the office after hours, just enjoying being there and enjoying the feeling of worth, the purpose behind it. And I I could never see myself wanting to be anywhere else. That is until I had become so comfortable with where I was. Things were running smooth and I found myself living Groundhog Day again. But that's the story for a different time. I know that everything happens for a reason. And if we seize the opportunities when they come, if we say yes before we're ready, we will always grow. And there will always be another level, another playing field. But I will get back to that. And I hope today was an inspiration and I hope that you see that even though you're not on the entrepreneurial journey and even though you're in a company and you want to stay there, but you want to grow in your leadership or you want to grow into a leader, personal growth happens when we step out of the boat, keeping our eyes on someone that believes in us when we don't believe in ourselves. So I'll conclude with what you need is somebody that believes in you and it doesn't even have to be just one person. But in every phase in life, find a person who expresses that they see you and who sees the qualities that are in you and hold on to them because they will help you believe in yourself when you don't. And that's going to help you go further and reach those dreams. So don't give up. And even if you don't feel qualified, Uh, Remember, you're listening to somebody now who has felt unqualified before every new level up. I know for a fact it's not going to go away. It's going to continue. And as long as we're learning and growing, it's going to continue. So I think that it's probably become more of a sign for me of knowing that I'm in the right place. Whenever I feel imposter syndrome taking over, I know I'm doing the right thing and I need to push through and keep going. So subscribe to the podcast and I will help you get to where you're going and to do what you were created to do. Now, this week's challenge is to hop on over to iTunes to give me a review because that will help us get great leaders and inspiring people on as guests to answer questions, share their advice, their tips, their insights that will help us propel forward in our own leadership and self-leadership. So with that, I want to wish you a great day in service to your family, your workplace, and your community. And I can't wait to hang out with you in the next episode. So bye for now.